0: Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs, and the internet. Information you want, Want all the help you you need. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long.
1: Well, hello. It is lovely to have your company here on Your Tech Life. This is episode 363 of Your Tech Life. Thanks to the good people at Garmin, satellite navigation, GPS technology, Alcatel mobile phones, and Trend Micro, uh, internet security and home security. Um, Great to have your company. And uh, great to be bringing you through the world of tech and hoping to help you with your world of tech. Now, if you've got a question about technology, it is super-duper easy to get in touch. All you do is go to the website, eftm.com.au. I'll get you on the line. We'll have a chat and help you with your tech woes. A couple of calls this week. We're going to talk um, travel. Such a regular question, and I'm happy with that because it's a great question. Lots of people travel. So let's talk about it as much as we we have to. We're going to talk... uh, NBN, we're going to talk about whether or not your, your modem that you get from your internet provider is giving you the best internet in your home and whether or not it should be turfed out or whether or not your internet might actually be faulty. So ways to diagnose that. We'll talk about uh, seniors' phones, uh, how to replace and what to get if you're an um, uh, older phone and older, older member of your family, if it's you or someone in your family. Uh, what's What are the options for you getting a new mobile phone, especially with Optus' 2G network turning off soon? And we'll talk computers and computer buying advice as well. So all those topics with callers soon on the line. Plus, we're going to talk about a um, little bit more NBN uh, myth-busting, scaremonger-busting, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the Telstra blue tick news for Samsung, good news for them. I want to tell you about a new flying vehicle. I oh, mean, you know I love my drones, but a new all-new flying vehicle. I want to talk about... Um, The Wikipedia founder Jimmy Wales's idea to create a new form of journalism. Got a great new soundbar in the man cave. I'll uh, tell you all about that one shortly from LG. Rechargeable batteries have become affordable, um, which is a rare thing, frankly. And uh, Virgin Australia now have Wi-Fi on uh, one of their planes, like Qantas. So a bit of competitive fly, competitive skies, shall we say, uh, happening up there. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Let's get cracking on this episode.
2: It sound crazy what I'm about to say The Tribble-
1: So a few emails uh, this week, and thank you for those. As always, lovely to hear from you when you're uh, sending through those notes. Um, they come to me. Every single email that comes via the website gets straight to me. Happy to, happy to read them, happy to see them all the time. Uh, Nicholas, uh, writing to tender my feedback. Well, thank you, Nicholas. Um, I like the Your Tech Live format. should be more consistent. And I, I, I agree. I, I totally agree. I have narrowed it down now to Tuesdays, although today's Thursday, because Tuesday was Anzac Day. So (laughs) trying to get back to Tuesdays, but in the middle of the day instead of the night uh, for the recording. So I think we're getting back into a groove. So hopefully that um, keeps you happy over the little bit times ahead. Um, Talking technology, equally a great show in its own right. Thank you very much. Um, Has some opinions about two blokes talking tech, does Nicholas? I'll raise those, Nicholas, with with Stephen. But I can tell you right now, a third guest is not going to happen. We don't get on with anyone else, mainly. is the reason why we wouldn't have guests on the show. (laughs) But my favourite is Your Tech Life. Thank you so much, Nicholas. Um, On a separate note, would never buy a mobile service from TPG, no matter how good the deal. We buy our iPhones outright and use Telstra and get a great deal, like $50 a month per mobile, and get 10 gig and unlimited calls and have NBN with Telstra at a great price. Nicholas, tell us your secret, my friend. That is a very good deal with Telstra. A very good deal. Um, uh, Hollis from uh, Western Australia says love your podcast wanted to let you know your Orby review is very helpful and now my family has been cured of buffering sickness that's very cool Um, and also points out that and I think this is in reference to two blokes talking tech I will say Um, read the last podcast just to be clear the texting bays were a trial along the highways that connect the Perth metro area and the southwest there are stretches uh, long stretches of bush and farmland so they might be useful the trial ends on the 28th of April anyway looking forward to each episode good on you Hollis um, and uh, I'll try and remember to tell Stephen about that one as well. Um, thank you for listening, and uh, your feedback is always welcome, as are the ratings in iTunes, um, little five-star or two-star, whatever, but preferably five. Um, and comments uh, are welcome on the iTunes store. Um, let other people know what you think of the show, even if it's just a brief note It helps people discover the shows. Thanks for listening. Let's get cracking. <laughs> Now, you can't keep up with the content that I've been churning out on EFTM this week, I have to be honest. You can't keep up, and I know it. But what about this um, Kitty Hawk Flyer? A genuine, genuine piece of equipment that is being sold this year, allegedly, because it's still pre-orders and whatnot, in the United States. The Kitty Hawk Flyer is a drone. It has uh, eight propellers, so it's an octocopter. Um, But it's huge. You can sit on it. Um, if you can imagine uh, the two pontoons, you might have seen them on the bottom of, um, say, uh, I'm thinking, you know, a helicopter, big pontoons on it so it can land on water. So if you, you put the pontoons down and then you put on top of that uh, a drone with eight uh, propellers, big, big thing, size of a small car, and then you put a big netting over the drones and you put a seat in the middle and handles to hold on to and fly. It's a personal drone, a personal watercraft, in fact, because it's made to fly over water. That is, its in- explicit intention is to fly over water, though I suspect it would fly over land just as well. Um, very interesting device. It's uh, it's The company is called Kitty Hawk, and the device is called the Flyer. Um, we don't have a price yet. We only know that you can become a member of Kitty Hawk for $100, and that $100 will get you $2,000 off the price. So you can imagine this is going to be a... I don't know, fifty, a hundred thousand dollar product. Interesting, very interesting. Um, but I was thinking about it, and uh, aside from the fact that it's insane in in its concept, I don't know. I've no interest in jet skis, personal watercraft. I have no interest, frankly, in in boats going on the water. But I don't know if I had a little place on the water. Um, so people in in New South Wales think, um, uh, I don't know, think Wanderbind. Okay, if you've ever been on the train from Sydney to Woiwoi, a little town called Wanderbine, where there's these little tiny homes that are just on the Hawkesbury in these little bays. And that'd be a beautiful place to live. But imagine you could just personal fly at about five metres above the water, because I'm assuming that's as high as it needs to go, fly over to the train station. Done deal. Problem solved. I love it. I think it's very, very, very cool. Um... So, I don't know. What do you think? Would you buy one? Would you go anywhere near one? <laughs> is it just insane? Is this the future of personal transport? Um, this is not like the Ehang 184, which is going to fly high and long distance. This, to me, strikes me as a very short distance, and it's it's a sport and recreation craft. Um, I just worry about people flying these bloody things around and landing on people because the blades are below it. So, I don't know. But it looks real. They've got a video up on uh, on their website. I've, uh, I haven't actually put that on EFTM, but uh, you can search for it. And uh, the details are at eftm.com.au. dot Talking
0: technology without the jargon. Your tech, tech life, life with Trevor Long. Long.
1: Thank you for listening. Uh, taking your calls, helping you out with any technology question you have. Uh, just go to the website eftm.com.au. com. Jared's on the line. G'day, Jared. G'day, Trevor. Mike, what can I do for you? Trevor,
3: look on um, on. The end of this week, I'm actually travelling uh, overseas to Europe,
1: Very and nice. um,
3: yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to it. But I, I just I get a bit lost when I when I want to get a SIM card mm. that will enable me to use a Samsung Seven Edge that I've got mm-hmm. in Europe, so that I can use it as a hotspot for my other equipment so that effectively I'm on the air pretty well all the time for my uh, emails and um, internet if I want it. And look, I just find it, I know I've got reasonable technical experience, but there's just something that I lose when it comes to this...
1: no. You know, Jared, it. let me tell you this. You're not losing anything, mate. It's uh it's one of the hardest areas of technology. Um international roaming is not simple. Um it's not made to be simple. Um because there are so many companies involved. I guess my first question is who's your t- who's your current telco? Uh Telstra. Okay. And you're on a contract with them?
3: Well, no, look, the thing is I bought this Samsung because <laughs> it had a really good deal
1: mm. on
3: one of those virtual reality headsets and one of those cameras. Yeah, yeah right. So um, so I took it with me when I went to America in November last year and took some great you know, video and things in New mm. York with the little 360 yeah. three camera, Brilliant. but I never got a SIM card. All I
1: Perfect. did so, was
3: use it as... Well,
1: you, you know, know what I, I would extent. do then? Do you know what I would do? I would walk into a Vodafone <laughs> store. Uh, check, yes. check that that phone isn't locked, though, to Telstra, if you bought it from Telstra. No, um, no, I bought it uh, outright paid from the full Samsung. fi yep. So, mate, walk into a Vodafone store. How long are you away for in uh, Rome, did you say?
3: Yes, it's Rome and Spain. You know, we're sort of going down the coast
1: there. Mm. And how, how long are you away for? Uh,
3: 20, 26 days.
1: So, look, it, you're talking about a month's worth of roaming. Um, you're talking about a month's worth of data. You're, you've got three options. The first one is right. you, you buy what I call a travel SIM, and that is actually a brand over here, travel SIM. You get them at Australia Post. Um, have a look online. I think the travelsim.net, they have um, not the best data roaming deals, but it, it's it's a way to get going from Australia. So you buy the SIM card here in Australia. You You get an international number. You can put it in the phone. It'll work. People can call you on it. You can also buy data packs as well. But last time I looked, it wasn't the most um, affordable way of getting data. <clears throat> the second option is to, to get something when you're on the ground um, in in Rome. But the problem is you buy something in Italy, it might not allow you to work in Spain. So you start to come a, okay. come a cropper with a few issues there, right? The third option yep. is to walk into Vodafone uh, and ask them for a, uh, a SIM-only SIM plan running month-to-month that has access to what they call red roaming, or five dollar a day roaming. Now, right. Vodafone. Yeah. So I'm with yep. Vodafone, and the reason I'm with Vodafone, the only reason I stay with Vodafone, even though they're great, I would like to, you know, switch around now and then. I travel every couple of months, and when I mm. travel, I pay five dollars a day. So I was in New mm. York um, uh, last month for I don't know four days, five days. My bill this month mm. is an extra. Uh, $30 because I paid $5 per day for roaming. But while I was in New York, I got to use all my normal data. So I've got 13 gig a month. I was able to use it all, just normal. <clears throat> so the, the trick there will be, can you get a month-to-month SIM-only plan that doesn't hook you into a contract? You don't want to be on a contract. Um, no. You don't want to tell – look, I, I, I wouldn't be telling the Vodafone people you're specifically doing this to roam on. I would just say, look, I want a one-month – um, I, I want something that doesn't lock me into a contract, so I want to pay month to month. I want something that does give me access to the full Vodafone network, so I want to test it here in Australia, and, and I want to test it on a quick trip overseas. Don't tell them where you're going and for how long. Don't worry about that. And, and just find okay. out whether that's possible, because if it is, mate, that one month will be the best thing you do. Sign up to something that'll give you enough gigs, maybe 10 or ten or 12 gigabytes of data for the, for the month. And you'll pay $5 a day for every day that you use it on top. But that is by far and away the most affordable way to roam with data overseas.
3: Well, that makes sense. Makes a lot of sense.
1: And look, you know, I, wow. I would, if you travel at all regularly, um, I would highly recommend Vodafone on that very basis because then traveling becomes yes. a whole lot easier every time you go.
3: And that's what I need. I just need it to be simple. I don't want to get over there and find I've done something really silly here in Sydney that uh, I pay dearly for yeah. by not, it not working when I'm yep. overseas. Now, that sounds uh, terrific. So, so travel that's sim, check
1: check the data rates of the travel sim. Uh, then go to a Vodafone <clears throat> store. And as I say, just kind of skirt around the edges of, of um, openness. Not honesty. You're being very honest, yep. but openness in terms of no, why you're doing I it. I
3: understand exactly what you mean. And, I, um,
1: I it. Yep. I'd be very interested to know how you go, mate.
3: All right, well, I'll let you know. Good I'll, on you, Gerard. do that this afternoon.
1: All right, mate, Very thank good. you for getting in touch, and good luck. Have a great trip, mate. Right,
3: thank you, and thank you for taking the time to call me. Thank An you. An
1: absolute pleasure. Enjoy your trip, and uh, hope to hear from you again soon. If you've got a question about technology, just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for downloading. If you've got a question about technology in your life, uh, just go to the website, eftm.com.au. G'day, Margaret.
2: Hi, how are you?
1: Very well. What can I do for you?
2: Okay. I have um, a standalone PC. Mm -hmm. I'm moving um, into a unit, and so I just want to end up with a laptop, and I was just wondering what you would advise me to get.
1: Yep. And Um, and what sort of things do you do?
2: I I like, well, basic things, just photos, recipes. I like...
1: Um, Excel, and I like Word. Yep. And have you got a budget in mind, most importantly? Um, look, I don't know, two and a half, Yeah, well, whatever. Look, if you were willing to spend that much money, you can get the best in the business. So I can tell you right now, you can save some money because you don't need to spend that much if you don't want to, um, depending on Beautiful. also how you want it to look. I mean, the the best-looking, the thinnest and the most magnificent devices certainly might cost that money. So... Right now, um, I've got in my hand actually a, a, a Hewlett Packard, a HP Spectre. Now this is S P E C T R E, the Spectre. Now this starts at about two grand, and it is beautiful. I mean, it's a slim, it's a light, it's got a great keyboard, it's got a big, beautiful screen, and you can get it in um, all the right, um, I guess, configurations. You get that a Harvey Norman, beautiful device. Um, It's one of those ones that also flips around on itself and stands up like a tent. So if you ever watch, you know, movies or YouTube or Netflix or anything like that, great way to consume those videos too. Um, So if if you're looking at that flip around convertible style, then, you know, two, two and a half is probably the budget you'd need to spend. That one's the HP Spectre. All right. Now, if you just need a laptop um, and you don't need it to be all fancy tablet style and flip around and all that, then really, there's there's two key things I want you to look at, and they are the the processor, the the brains of the computer, which is, um, in in simple terms, the Intel processor. You want to get an Intel Core i five, okay? Intel, Intel Core i five. Now the one above that is an i seven, and you if you can afford it, get it because that's even better. It's even faster. It's even smarter. But you don't need it because yep. what you do with photos and Word and Excel works perfectly on an Intel Core i5, right? Um, Okay. And then the only other thing to really look at, do you keep your photos and things on the computer or have you got some external hard drives for those things?
2: I do have an external hard drive. Yes, I do.
1: So then, you don't and I really
2: right. stick.
1: So you don't really need a but lot of space.
2: I do. I, I do. I do keep them on <laughs> as well.
1: So so just keep an eye on how big the hard drive is on the computer that you're buying. So you could walk into Office Works, right? And you could go, okay, I want to look at all the all the computers in in, uh, in that are i five Intel Core i five. And I can tell you right now, you could get a Lenovo Intel Core i five computer for eight hundred and fifty bucks. Mm right oh, so wow. so that that's yeah. that's how much has that you, you a fairly really big screen or not that one I think has a fifteen inch screen, so that's enormous for a laptop, yeah, like probably yep. not the kind of thing you want to actually carry around with you a lot, but totally the kind no, of thing no. you could take you could take to I've a family a family well, reunion though. or something Oh, if you've got an ipad as well you' you're totally fine, yeah, so at a glance, yeah. right, an uh, a Lenovo laptop at Officeworks, eight hundred and fifty bucks has the intel core i five processor has 12 yep. gigabytes of RAM, which is basically, it's, it's kind of memory size, it's brain size. And then there's a one terabyte hard drive. That's enormous. Like, that is a great computer okay. for you, Margaret, to be honest. Okay. So really, I, right. what I would do is I'd go to Officeworks and have a look at something like that, like the Lenovo IdeaPad. Yep. And then I'd go to yep. Harvey Norman and have a look at that HP Spectre. And then decide for yourself: yep. Do you want that? Um, do you want the the look and the feel and the convertibility of the you know two thousand dollar machine, or do you just want mm. a laptop that's easy to use and portable and gets you around?
2: Okay, now Trevor, mm-hmm. uh, can I attach a printer to either
1: of them? Absolutely. Do you have a printer already?
2: Uh, an old one.
1: Can you suggest a printer? To go I, with I would. You know what? If if you if you're prepared to invest, okay, because I think a printer should be an investment. Yes. Uh, I would buy yes. one of one of two types of printer. I would either buy an Epson Eco Tank. Now, um, the the reason I suggest that, and and the second one is, yes. and I'm trying to remember the name of it now, but um, Canon have one as well, which does a similar thing. It's much more expensive up front, yeah. both, both the printers yeah. that I'm recommending to you, the, the PIXMA, P-I-X-M-A, from Canon, which has continuous ink. So they're the two words I want you to look for. Ah, uh, okay. Continuous, yeah. continuous ink okay. or eco-tank. What okay. these have in the side of them, Margaret, are little tanks of ink. That It's not a cartridge that okay. you replace for $100. You might pay yeah. $500 for the printer, but you will you will yeah. not refill that printer for two years. Oh, wow. Okay. Worth it, then I've then got so one. I've got an Epson, and I, we haven't touched yep. it. We haven't put new ink in it for 18 months because... It, and it's it, called E-ca-
2: E-C-O-T-A-N-K.
1: That's it. Epson EcoTank yep. or Canon yep. Continuous Ink. Again, Office yep. Works is probably a good place to go, the Savo, Have a look. Let's have a look at those printers. Yep. So if you... And see, the thing about both those printers, they're wireless. Yeah. So you can put oh, the printer great. wherever there's a PowerPoint... Put the printer in the corner. Yeah. It doesn't need to be in a big space on your desk. Put it somewhere where it just happens to be a PowerPoint. You've got a Wi-Fi network yep. at home, and bingo, you just yep. print wirelessly from your from your new laptop. You could be sitting on the lounge, sitting on the kitchen table, sitting at an office desk. Doesn't matter. You can print from everywhere.
2: Brilliant! Because I I, I do um, lots of holidays, so I'm on the internet, and I like to print
1: off. You know, oh, lots of holidays. Always, so. Rub it in. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. Look, Good you're one. wonderful. Thank you very much for
1: ringing me back. My pleasure. I look I forward to hearing. That. I look forward to hearing what you buy, Margaret. Okay. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Good on you. And if you, like Margaret, have questions about what to buy, get in touch. Go to the website eftm.com.au.
0: Your Tech Life
1: with Trevor Long. Just for the record, because um, I do, I love engaging with people on Twitter. Okay, um, it's fun. But I also get a great deal of pleasure out of um, feeding the sharks. And if you're a narc to me on Twitter, I will be a narc relentlessly back at you. So a little message to David Haviat, who apparently used to be a uh, Stephen Conroy staffer back in the day, who's clearly just a complete imbecile, um, who has spent the last 12 hours continuing to... Um, throw questions at me via nbn staffers about the content of my radio show and calling the network that i work for an advertorial network and not accepting a very simple answer to a question you know who pays for your radio show when i said i get paid to do a radio show it's a commercial radio show people call i answer their questions i do interviews i choose who gets interviewed and there's ads in the show, just like every other radio show I've done for 10 years. This bloke is relentless. He won't shut up. And I've just called him a nasty word on the internet, and I don't care. Because if you, if you ask me a question and I answer, I expect that you will take it as the answer, as the truth. Because I don't lie. So bring it on, folks. Bit of fun. Never hurt anyone. Um... If you want to have a go at me, I will have a go back. That's how I roll. <laughs> I don't mind it. It's good fun. It brings a smile to my face. Frustrating, but a bit of smile. Uh, Twitter is where you'll find me, at Trevor Long. Uh, Facebook is a little bit more of a lovely place, a little bit less lefty as well. Um, uh, facebook.com forward slash Trevor Long. <laughs> We do the show here, Your Tech Life, thanks to our good sponsors, including Trend Micro Home Network Security Box. is a $299 little black box that you literally just plug into the power, plug into your home network, and then bingo. Your network is safe. Home network security protects your smartphone, your tablet, your gaming console, smart TVs, and any other connected device in your home from cyber threats, blocking malicious websites on devices that you can't install any anti- Virus or internet security software on, like gaming consoles or smart TVs. It monitors and restricts the web usage of internet for your kids. It defends devices on your network against network attacks, monitors network intrusions, and notifies you of any risk of cybercrime. And you can control the usage and security of connected devices via the mobile app. It's a cracking little product uh, from Trend Micro. As I said, just a simple little box, very easy to install, and then it's all uh, configured and controlled via the mobile app. Check it out now. Uh, Just search Trend Micro, home network security.
0: Your Tech Life with Trevor
1: Long. Now, um, last week, I had the pleasure of uh, visiting a top-secret test lab uh, for Telstra. Uh, The Telstra test lab is in Western Sydney, that is, all I'm allowed to tell you. Um, and it, uh, it's where they test all the mobile phones that are coming onto their network. Now, um, the, the each mobile phone they test goes through 8,000 different tests, right? And they test it to make sure the software on the phone and the, and the chipset won't uh, conflict with the, the network that they're operating and, you know, bring the network down in any way or slow it down or that it operates as it's, you know, advertised, and then they do a bunch of other tests, including where um, whether or not it's going to work in regional Australia. So, And you would know that in marketing terms as the blue tick. Now, the regional blue tick basically means that your smartphone will work best in regional areas. There are obviously a lot of different smartphones on the market, and each one has different levels of antennas and, and reception. So what Telstra do is they test how good the reception will be so that they can say, will this one be a good one in rural areas? So they've done that with lots of phones over the years. And they've done that with the new Samsung Galaxy S8. Now I actually went into the room where they test these things, right? There's an actual little, it looks, frankly, it looks like a cooler. It looks like a fridge, (laughs) but inside it is um, it's an anechoic chamber. So there's no echoes in there. Right. And, what happens is there there are these it's these foam walls, big cones pointing at you, and um, there's no echo in there. And the same applies to radio waves. So they can point um, using a kind of a dummy mobile antenna that's all computer generated. They can point a mobile signal at it and determine what the reception is. And there's a there's a benchmark they're looking for. I won't tell you what it is because it's not really relevant in the in the measurement sense, but they run each phone through those measurements and determine whether or not it is a fast enough phone and whether or not it has reception in the most remote and rural areas. So basically, they did this with the Samsung Galaxy S8 and S8 Plus. And for the first time, they ran the test on their 4G network, not their 3G network, because the Samsung Galaxy S8 has the potential to receive voice calls over the 4G network. And essentially, that this is the first phone ever to get a blue tick through four g reception, so it's four g reception is is so good that it will work in rural and regional areas so um big tick big blue tick for um for samsung on the on the Telstra network uh, and and a good look it's a big win for Samsung because having that tick means that they will sell more in rural and regional areas there's just no doubt and obviously for Telstra it means that um, um they can advertise that phone in a whole range of different places so look it's um it's a big win for um For Telstra and for Samsung. And if you're looking in rural and regional areas for a brand new smartphone, check out the Samsung Galaxy S8. So consider this a rant, and I accept that that's one of the fun things I get to do. But you know, yesterday, and this is a little bit of an insight into how my world of, uh, I guess, technology reporting works. A lot of the time, radio stations are looking for stories. They're looking for something to talk about. And so they'll be clicking around websites and newspapers and looking for stories, and they'll call me for comment. So, you know, a a talker gets launched, they'll call me, and i will ask me to comment. Great. All good. Yesterday, I got a call from someone saying, "Uh, have you seen the story on news.com.au about the NBN? And I went, yes, I have. They could detect the tone of my voice, and I said, I'm assuming you want to talk about it. I said, yes, I do. The story has had different headlines um, on, the, on the splash pages, but essentially says Australians ignoring the NBN are having their internet and home phone connection abruptly shut off. And the first, in fact, they've changed the first line. They've changed the first line. I can, I can tell you right now that they have changed the first line because yesterday it actually mentioned half a million people. It said, an estimated half a million Australians have had their internet and home phone service unexpectedly disconnected after failing to switch to the NBN on time. Now, it says thousands of Australians have had their internet and home phone service unexpectedly disconnected after failing to switch over to NBN in time. Now, it goes on to say that homes and businesses have 18 months to migrate to the NBN uh, once it becomes available in their era, after which they have their internet and home phone services severed. Now, That's accurate but it's not really the great detail. See, what they talk about here is a survey that finder.com.au did. Now, finder.com.au is a comparison website. They are entirely built around getting you to go to their website and then click on a link to a telco or someone else because they get a cut of anything you sign up to. So they want you to go to their website looking for NBN plans so that they get a cut of any NBN plan you sign up for. Perfect, good business model. But they surveyed 2010 people finder.com.au and they asked them a bunch of questions and essentially they found out they estimated finder.com.au estimated that as many as half a million Australians have so far had their internet and phone service suddenly disconnected which is a complete load of BS right you can't take a survey of 2,000 people and extrapolate it out to 24 million when you're dealing with something as complicated as who's had the NBN rolled out and where so If you actually read down, they have actually asked the NBN for for detail, and an NBN spokesperson very clearly said to them that 900,000 premises in Australia had actually gotten to the end of that 18-month window, and by their numbers, and they're pretty accurate, um, 5%, 45,000 people had chosen not to migrate to the NBN network. Now, that doesn't mean that 45,000 people had their internet abruptly disconnected at all, right? Right? It just means that 45,000 people chose A, not to have a home phone, B, not to have home internet, C, to use a different provider because some are, some do exist, and, and and then there'd be some who didn't know what was going on and were disconnected. Now, I've spoken to the NBN, and they don't just let people disconnect, and they don't actually abruptly disconnect you after 18 months. They give a grace period. They change the dial tone on your phone. They send you a lot of letters, okay? Honestly, it's the one of the worst beat-ups I've seen, and, and that's evident to me given how much they've changed the story now over the last 24 hours, but look, the fact is the NBN is coming. It's coming to you at some point. You, you need to be aware of it, and what I keep saying to people is, don't worry about you, because you're, you're smart enough. You're downloading podcasts. You're smart enough to know how to get the NBN and when it comes to read the letters. What about your neighbor? What about your grandmother? What about your mother? What about your father? What about the people around you? Talk to those people. So my responsibility when the NBN comes here in the next couple of months, I know my neighbour, good old bloke, Malcolm. Used to be a vet, still works um, as a consultant in on some boards and things. Lovely, lovely old man, and I hope he doesn't mind me calling him an old man. But he's an old man. And he's got the internet, he's got email, he uses it. Now in eight, 19 months from now, because I get the NBN in about a month, in 19 months from now, his internet won't work anymore unless he chooses a new provider, or switches to the NBN. Simple as that. I need to have a conversation with him, because he he lives alone, about whether or not he's he's reading those NBN letters. So hopefully his family will do the same, and hopefully you'll do that with the the people in your area, because you need to be aware of this. You need to make sure no one gets caught out, and, and you need to remember that sometimes websites write stuff for clicks. And it's not always the end of the world, as um, as they may have you portray. Anyway, uh, check it out at uh, EFTM.com.au. So, the uh, Vivo Fit Junior is a cracking little fitness band product from Garmin, um, and it's for your kids. It's $99, comes in five different colors. And it is a fitness tracker for kids, but with a slight difference. You see, this, like other Vivo uh, Fit products, has a one-year-plus battery life, so you don't need to recharge it. That's design uh, is very comfortable. It's uh, durable and swim-friendly. It'll track your kids' steps, their sleep, and 60 minutes of daily recommended activity. And via a free parental control app, you can uh, include a bunch of adventures for your kids, plus you can add chores. Right, so you can actually put into your kids Vivo Fit Junior that they have gotta brush their teeth for two minutes every day. You can put in that they've got to put the bins out once a week. You can put you can do a bunch of things in the device that will buzz on their wrist and tell them and remind them to do that. So it's a great little device that'll give you a bunch of information about your kids' movements and help them learn how to stay fit and healthy uh, with a great little product like the Vivo Fit Junior on their wrist. The Vivo Fit Junior is ninety nine dollars. Check it out at garmin.com.au. So um, I've got a new soundbar here in the man cave. Um, Thanks to the great people at LG, I'm testing out the SJ9. This is their um, top-of-the-line soundbar that they launched at CES. Now, beautiful design. Let me say that from a start. I've got the the Samsung Dolby Atmos out in the lounge room. This one, not as chunky and boxy. This is a, a kind of rounded design. Looks the same as the soundbar that comes with their wallpaper OLED TV, um, but uh, it is—it um, only has one difference: the little top speakers don't pop up. Very sadly, um, but it's a beautiful design. Very easily mounted on the wall. Um, I hadn't done that before, but came with a really easy um, to use mounting guide. Four screws in the wall, two screws underneath, and we're done. It's mounted on the wall. Has uh, optical input, HDMI input, and look—the sound is excellent. Uh, I've been booming out some music. Um, it's got a great big subwoofer. The sound is rich. The sound is powerful. Um, It has Dolby Atmos, but I'll be honest, I haven't been able to really test the Dolby Atmos because I have um, um, sound-absorbing foam in my man cave for the the studio, which is where I'm sitting right now. So the the idea of Dolby Atmos is that it bounces off the roof down to you, so that wouldn't happen in here because of the sound absorption that I have. But it has that feature. Now, I'm going to say to you, I don't think that having a, a single soundbar without rear speakers is as good as having rear speakers for surround sound. So I don't think it's quite on the par of the Samsung Dolby Atmos. But it's about four hundred dollars cheaper than the Samsung Dolby Atmos. It's still around sixteen, seventeen hundred dollars. Beautiful soundbar, though. Anyone with a TV that doesn't have external speakers should get a soundbar. Okay, the quality of the the viewing experience because of the listening experience is ever so much enhanced. So, well worth um, checking out, folks. Um, it's uh, I put a, a bunch of photos and a full review up at eftm dot com dot au um take a look let me know what you think of the uh, lg soundbar the sj9
0: talking technology
1: without the jargon
0: your, your tech, tech life, life with trevor long
1: now if you want rechargeable batteries and i've had rechargeable batteries back in the day like 10 years ago we had a bunch of any loop batteries and uh we're still using them now we recharge them and, and get them going all the time and um the problem I've found is that if you go into Bunnings or Woolies, to get four rechargeable batteries with a little recharger is about 40 bucks. Now, IKEA put out a release this week saying that because a rechargeable battery can be recharged 1,500 times, you're saving 1,500 batteries from going into landfill and also around $298 per year um, on batteries in the average family. Now, IKEA have some batteries for $4.49, for a pack of four. Pack of four batteries, right, for $4.50. So you're paying $1.10-ish, $1.15 for each battery. And then, to charge them, they've got a little charger that plugs into USB for 4 bucks. So $8.50 gets you four rechargeable batteries and a charger. Now, if you want to go one step up, there's a great little um, uh, recharging uh, station, which is 40 dollars um, has twelve battery uh, slots in it, so you can charge twelve batteries at a time. And it kind of looks like a book, so it fits in your bookshelf when you don't need it. it has great cable management as well. Look, it's a great little product. Um, I um, admire the fact that they've got some affordable batteries on the market. You can imagine IKEA can do that simply because of scale. You know, when you um, when you want to sell something, you have the more you make, the cheaper it is. And for Ikea to say, well, we want, you know, 10 million batteries, thanks. We're going to send them around the world. It makes the price a little cheaper. So a great little innovation product from um, Ikea. Well worth checking out. And uh, details on the names of those products are at eftm.com.au. Now, last week, uh, I flew to Melbourne uh, at 9 a.m. and caught the 12 12 o'clock flight home um, because I simply flew down to test a plane. No, they didn't let me fly it. But they did uh, let me sit and enjoy internet in the air. So Virgin have uh, launched GoGo-backed um, or, or based. It's GoGo is a company that provides Wi-Fi to planes in, around the world. Um, they've put internet in one of their 737s and they're testing it now with customers. It's not a private test. It is public. You can get on the plane and you will know that you have it because they'll announce it. And in the seat pocket there is a brochure for the Virgin Wi-Fi. Now, um, a lot of Hoopla about Qantas's Wi-Fi being super fast and the fastest in the world, and it's also available now on just one um, uh, just one plane. But um, the funny thing is, I found Virgin's to be excellent. Now I know it's not as fast if you know as many people on the plane, everyone's using it. But the funny thing is, it. Um, It was excellent. I mean, I had four devices. I was streaming. I was broadcasting a video on Facebook. I was streaming the ABC. I was streaming Channel 9, and I was streaming Foxtel, Uh, and it worked great. I got speed tests of around 20 and 30 meg down to about 14, and uploads were about 1 meg, and that was fine. So, it's uh, yeah, it's it's excellent. It was really, really... um, uh, usable. I mean, I don't think that people really want to do anything more than maybe stream Netflix, but most likely just swipe through their emails and check, it, check out emails. But um, yeah, a really, really good service. It's free at the moment on the trial. So for a few months, it's going to be free. And then we don't know what they're going to do. My guess, and it is purely a guess, my guess is that they're going to make it like free for 30 minutes and then you know five or eight bucks to get longer into the flight. Because GoGo is a much more commercial venture. See, Qantas has basically built their own and so they can afford to absorb the cost and put it into the tickets, which is what they're doing. Um, however, Virgin are buying a system from GoGo globally and their model is to make money off everyone who flies. So I would expect there will be a fee. So I don't think that's a bad thing because it means that less people will use it um, and it means you only use it when you really, really need it. Um, but yeah, uh, really, really cool. Like the um, like the service, and I'm you know, a big Virgin fan, I fly Virgin as much and as often as I can. Um, but yes, uh, it is available now on one single plane. The the uh, registration for that plane is VHYIG. If you happen to be an aviation nerd and you want to get on that plane, good luck. It's one of like eighty in the fleet, so um, you have to you have to be pretty lucky um, to uh, to jag that plane on that particular day. But uh, you never know your luck in a big city. You might just be able to do it. You might just be able to jag that plane for your next trip. Um, and, and then try out their Wi-Fi internet. Uh, check out my photos and review at uh, eftm.com.au. Talking
0: technology without the jargon. Your Tech, Tech Live with Trevor Long. Long.
1: Now, later this year, the Alcatel U5 will hit the market, and this will be an affordable smartphone. I believe this will come in at $99. Okay, this is um, a fun, simple, easy-to-use phone that is affordable it's universal u five the U stands for universal uh, exquisite design premium features that won't break the bank the u5 provides a first rate smartphone experience with creative selfie tools at a price that you can't beat uh, it's a really nice looking phone they've done some nice stuff with the, with the back design plus it comes in different colors and as they said in the in the selfie world they've they've enhanced the camera app so some really cool fun features in the app so a great one for the kids this because you won't be too stressed if they drop it. Um, and if anything calm comes to it, you you might just replace it. But the U5 will come shortly into market from Alcatel, one of our sponsors, and it is a great-looking little phone. In fact, I've been playing with a $59 phone for the last few days. we have got one up on the Facebook page currently uh, for you to win from Alcatel, the Pixie, the Telstra Pixie. Um, But, yeah, cracking little phone. You'll be surprised what you can get for, um, for $100. The U5 coming later this year, and if you want to win a phone from Alcatel, go to our Facebook page, page, facebook.com forward slash EFTM online. Just search for EFTM on Facebook and then look for the Tech Tuesday giveaway uh, right there on Facebook with EFTM. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. This is Your Tech Life. Happy to take your calls. Uh, Any tech question you have, I'll try and help you out. Uh, EFTM.com. That are you the place to go to send me an email. G'day, Andrew. G'day, Andrew. How
4: are you?
1: Good, buddy. What can I do for you?
4: Mate, just a... quick question. I listened to your podcast on KO a few weeks ago and Hmm. you spoke about um, NBN related issues and possible modem is probably the cause of most of them or some of them. So I just want to know, do you recommend any?
1: Well, okay. The, The first thing you need to do is diagnose. I wouldn't want you going buying anything until you've actually worked out where the problem lies. So what I like to say to people is that you've got to think about multiple things in your home and then the external factors like your provider and the MBN. So the first thing to do is, are you connecting mainly via Wi-Fi?
4: Connect mainly via Wi-Fi, yes.
1: And is it that where you kind of feel frustrated? Is it, is it speed issues there where you feel frustrated?
4: Well, see, so the thing is, I um, paid the additional cost to get 50 megabytes a second. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a constant drop when it's connected. Um, we get really good speed download, no issues, uh, yep. no buffering, no lag. Yep. Um, however, every single time it's connected, I estimate it drops out every five to seven minutes.
1: How do you know it drops out?
4: Uh, internet lost.
1: And, and, but what what Sorry, what broken. tells you that? Is there um is there a notification on your phone, or is the modem flashing a different coloured light?
4: Yeah, we get the no internet connected on our device. Yep. Um, can't refresh, and also we've lost the Wi-Fi and um, the, the actual line connection on our modem. So it drops out, and then give it a minute or two or three minutes, and then it starts flashing again, and then you've got reconnection.
1: And have you got any computers that can plug directly into the modem?
4: I use utilize my work laptop, yep. um, and. That doesn't seem or haven't had any issues to date, but I very rarely use it connected
1: through that. It's mostly Wi Fi. Right, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, see, the thing there is um, there's a big difference between losing your Wi Fi and losing your internet connection because they're two different things, right? You can have no internet connection and still have a Wi Fi network, and you might be able to, I don't know, share files across your network. So, they're two very different things. So, that does feel like uh, it is your Wi Fi, but I'd want you to check that one more time by plugging in that work laptop. And using it for a consistent, like if you say it happens every five to seven minutes, it won't take much to find out if it's happening, right? So plug your work laptop in and sit down to that for one night and, you know, stream some YouTube or Netflix while you're doing some work and reading some websites and things and just see how often, if at all, it drops out when you're plugged in physically to the modem. Because if it doesn't and, and it's working fine, then you know that your internet is actually fine. It's your Wi-Fi that's awful. Um, and I would then recommend a bunch of options for you. Um, Have you got a small place or, or a big place? What's the kind of general sense of the scale of your uh, home? 20,
4: 27 square, so it's probably average.
1: So then what you want to look for is um, what we call a tri-band router. Now, you only need a router, to be clear. You don't need a modem router. You just need a router mm-hmm. because the modem you've got, if that plugged-in connection is working fine. The modem you've got is actually fine. It's connecting to the internet fine. It's just really crap Wi-Fi, right? So what you need is a router that will provide better Wi-Fi to your home. So you disable, if you were to find one, uh, Netgear, D-Link, uh, Linksys, all good brands. Um, they all have tri-band uh, routers. These these are the things with big, massive antennas on them that you know look like a crazy bit of kit, but they will... Provide good Wi-Fi in the home, and what you do is you plug that into the existing modem, and you should disable the Wi-Fi on the existing modem so that you don't have conflicting networks. But mate, once you do that, mm-hmm. you'll have Wi-Fi streaming through the home beautifully. Um, I've got a Netgear yeah, Orbi awesome. at my place, um, which you know yep. you put you put one at one side of the house, one in the middle. B- brilliant, genius internet all over the house. So that's an eight hundred dollar product though. So you got to be you got to be really willing to spend that cash to go that that level, mate.
4: Yeah, I noticed so when I listened to yours, um, if, you stated, oh, if you were able to sign up for internet, you would tell their provider not to worry about bringing a modem or a router. You'll supply your own. So I'm curious of what
1: you... Well, yeah, but do that. you know what sort of NBN you've got? Have you got uh, fibre to the home, uh, node? What have you got? Do you know?
4: Uh, it's fibre to the node.
1: Yeah, so I actually, I think you still need uh, a modem provided there but what you can buy if you do find a a modem router that's suitable you'll need a vdsl modem now that's a technology that's essentially what the fiber to the to the node technology is but you are asking um a lot of a lot of yourself to technically set that up which is why i would just test the modem that you've got if it's working fine for internet then brush the rest and um and just keep the modem for for internet and use a, a new router for wi-fi does that make sense it does, yes. Brilliant. All right. Good luck, Andrew. Good luck with your uh, connectivity in the home, my friend.
4: <laughs> Good man. Thanks, Rev. Cheers,
1: buddy. And if you've got a question, like Andrew, anytime, just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Thank you for listening. If you've got a question about technology, go to the website, eftm.com.au. G'day, Lara.
5: Oh, hi, Trevor. How are you?
1: Really well. What can I do for you?
5: I was just wondering if you might be able to assist. My um, elderly grandfather is currently using an Alcatel, I guess it's the senior's phone. I think it's 20.01 is the model. Mm. And I believe the 2G network will be disabled shortly. And I believe it will affect this phone. Yeah, um, He's virgin at the moment, very low use, you know, just ring family kind of calls. Uh, so I was just wondering if you to recommend anything else and if 3G is still going to be around or do I need to look for a totally new smartphone
4: for a 95-year-old?
1: Yeah, yeah look, I mean, yeah, the problem with a, a smartphone is a 95-year-old is going to look at it and freak out, basically, and think, I don't want to deal with all this this jargon here. I mean, that's that's the challenge, right? But the question is, uh, you know, what do you think, if you put a touchscreen phone in, in front of your grandfather? Would you be able to spend five minutes and show him how easy it is? Just open the phone app and dial something, or do you, do you absolutely need to go back to the basics here and keep going with a with a really basic uh, button based phone?
5: He's very very intelligent and likes learning new things, cool. but for some reason phones just aren't <laughs> his thing. Um, <laughs> what which and, and which? Do you still say he's with to Optus? Ninety five.
1: You, you say but, he's still um, op- he's op- he's with Optus. Did you say?
5: Yeah, still still works in an office, but um. He
1: just likes the kind of Alcatel phone, and he's been used to it, I guess. Yeah, totally. Well, look, and he's with Optus, not Telstra?
5: Virgin.
1: Oh, Virgin, okay, which is on the Optus network. So um, there's a couple of phones I'd recommend to you. Um, The first one, and you might might need to look for these online as opposed to from the stores because they they sell them at the stores. Like an Optus store sells a thing called the Doro, D-O-R-O, um, okay. Which is essentially an easy phone, um, you know, big buttons, big screen kind of thing. Um, yes. And the other thing to do, which might be worthwhile, I mean, how's his eyesight? Oh, perfect. And n- nimble cool. with the fingers still. So do you know what I'd do? I'd go to a Caltex service station. I would yes. buy a, 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 a what we call a dumb phone, a feature phone. Alcatel, sell them still. At, at service stations is the easiest place to find them. Or Big W. And, yes. And we're talking less than 50 bucks here, right? I would I would take it on the chin and just buy one and see if he likes the look of it and the, the feel of it. And then all you need to do is triple check with Virgin whether the SIM card in his phone, because the, with the 2G switch off, there's one of two things goes wrong. Your phone's not compatible or your physical SIM card won't be compatible. So... I would guess, though, that the, the Virgin SIM card is actually already 3G compatible. Okay. So, so I would I would just take that SIM card, whack it into the new phone. It'll probably work. In answer to your question about 3G, yes, 3G in some point in time will be shut off, but it's another five, ten years away. So probably five. Not uh, a problem
5: for this year,
1: then. <laughs> no, no. I wouldn't be worrying about it in the next... It, listen, when he gets to 100, let's talk about getting him a 5G phone.
5: Thanks so much
1: for your help. Good on you, Lara. Anytime. I appreciate uh, it. No, no, Thanks. my my pleasure. And if you've got a question about technology, just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Ah, the fun and games of the internet. Now, have what is your view on fake news? What is your view on fake news? I don't know. I think I'm uh, not smart, but I guess wise enough to see through... Uh, commentary versus news etc but i do think there's a lot of crap out there and i think one of the, i think i love the Batuta advocate i love the onion but i do think we we need to make sure that we educate people that it's fun um and not real uh, and sometimes there are sites unlike them that are a bit more that try to be more newsy and in fact there are news sites that have comedy sections um that therefore make it very hard to determine and discern the difference as a as a user and a reader. So Jimmy Wales um, is the bloke who founded Wikipedia, and he has launched a crowdfunding campaign to launch a site called Wiki Tribune. Now, Wiki Tribune is basically crowd-funded journalism. So you and I can pay Wiki Tribune uh, per month a subscription, and and they will use that money to employ journalists who will write and investigate things uh, determined by the crowd. Um, and there is some good and bad in that. I think. <clears throat> Overall, crowdfunded journalism would be amazing, but it's never going to happen because too much content is available for free. So they're only ever going to focus on things that the the big money is paying for. So doesn't that alone, I guess, um, change the focus of the news if the funding determines what they cover? So if the funding is is primarily from people who want um, research and journalism into into environmental issues, what about the people who don't care about that? So there's an interesting um balance to be found uh, it'll be very interesting to watch it roll out he believes that through a wikipedia like model where a journalist can write a story utilize a, a crowd uh, the 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 audience the the community to either fact check research whatever it is on that thing um then the the content will be more reliable and trustworthy and in fact after the publishing fact as per wikipedia you you be able to edit or annotate the story in such a way that you'll be able to add information and that information may flow directly into the story from the author it won't be like wikipedia where you can just edit it and have it go live um i don't know i'd be interested in your views um eftm.com that the place to go to share your views with me um twitter at trevor long the place to go to view share your views kind of publicly uh and likewise facebook facebook.com forward slash trevor long or facebook.com forward slash eftm online uh, thank you for listening. Uh, that is this week's show in a wrap. Um, off to test the GoPro Karma drone, uh, finally, av- <laughs> finally available. So I will test that one out and see how she rolls. Uh, hopefully she doesn't roll. Um, also going to check out the a new phone, which I'm not sure I can tell you about yet. So I'll, I won't say anything until I know that for sure. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading back again shortly with Your Tech Life. There'll be an episode of Two Blokes Talking Tech available tonight as well. Hopefully I'll get together with Stephen and record that tonight. And you never know. There might even be a new podcast coming. Stand by.
0: Talking technology without the jargon. Your Your Tech tech life Life with Trevor Long.